Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Wright. Tonight's episode will be joined by our guest, Donnie. Donnie's had some experiences when he's spent some time down in Arkansas. And it's just kind of haunted him ever since. Before we jump in with Donnie, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, send me an email at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. We can try and get something scheduled. We're going to go ahead and jump on into the discussion with Donnie and see where the story takes us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome Donnie to the show. Donnie, thanks for coming out tonight and spending a little bit of time with me to discuss your story. So welcome. Thank you, bud. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Donnie. Um, I'm ex-military. Uh, been to quite a few countries. Um, experience, experiences in my life never really went out of the norm. Nothing ever too strange. Uh, you know, sort of had a hard way of growing up as a younger kid. Got over that. Finally put it behind me quite a few years ago. And then I had this experience at the beginning of last year that sort of awakened me to other sort of aspects of life that I never really paid attention to as much as I do now. And, uh, sort of grew up in the ghetto in Indiana. I mean, I don't know if I'm not trying to diss on anything or talk negatively about sort of way people live, but I've sort of, I've lived every, almost every aspect there is. I've, I've lived with family that, you know, they got money. I got to live with family that don't got money. My parents weren't, you know, super rich. We were sort of middle, lower class and just experienced every aspect that life has to offer sort of in those ranges, except spiritually, which I feel like the whole world as a whole is uh, coming in tune to these sort of different uh, sides of life. And we're also understanding is to not base them solely off of what religion tells us to believe. I, be I believe they're intertwined, but I don't believe that they are the way that they are or the way that they are said they are to be. I and can agree with that. The experience that you experience yourself will dictate, it will tell you the truth. Uh, but I also feel like the experience you have yourself is the uh, is the key here. Like even if somebody had somewhat of the same experience, them explaining it to you doesn't give you the full understanding unless you had your own experience. And I think that's the point is we're supposed to learn and grow on ourselves. But when we get to that understanding, we are to come together as people and that's that is the point of our existence here. Yeah. So is there something that kind of just led you to believe that? Like or just all sorts of things uh, just kind of lead you to that? No. I've been on I've been on a path of I guess I just call it, you know, a path of knowledge. Ever since this happened, I've been wanting to learn why I'm having this. What is it that I'm seeing? What what how can I see this? What can I how am I experiencing this, you know? And uh, it's just sort of 
led me on a rabbit hole that has many different directions. And I've come to, to understand this, but I'll say this, I don't believe in, the one thing I do believe in is myself. But when it comes to outside information, I don't believe in anything, but I have many good ideas. If that can sort of answer that question. Yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying. So is there, I know when you sent me your message and everything, there's a little bit of background about it, but uh, do you want to just kind of start from the beginning of where that went and what took it place and where it shaped you to be at today? Sure thing. Uh, number one, thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast. I appreciate it. I was actually thinking of writing a book, but I want to do something like this to sort of see how it gravitates or how it connects to people. And if people end up becoming interest, interested in this sort of point of view or my experience that I had. But uh, like I said already to you, I'll just sort of reiterate it. Uh, I had a buddy pass away. It's my best friend about nine, nine and a half years ago. And um, his mother wasn't doing too well. And she had gotten a hold of me. Uh, mind you, I was going through homelessness at the time. I'm a veteran, so I was able to get help through the veterans, you know, veteran affairs to be housed. So I wasn't on the street, but I was basically at the bottom of the barrel. And I was not uh, looking to live much longer, to be honest, if I could just put it in that way, you know, sort of a clean way to put it. Uh, and she get, gets hold of me out of the blue. And it sort of brings back memories. And she's talking about, you know, me coming and visiting her. And she's not doing all that well. And when it comes to other people having issues and I'm able to help them, I want to do that. That is sort of my, this what is sort of my drive. As long as I'm helping somebody, somebody's benefiting out of, and it doesn't matter if I am, if somebody is getting, you know, benefited out of this situation, I am all for it. And so it sort of gave me a little bit of, you know, let me just sort of put my ideas to like uh, that I want to do to myself sort of behind me a little bit. And then let me focus on this. So I made preparations to go out there and spend time with her. And, uh, I had no idea what I was getting into at all. Um, so basically, after she picked me up from the airport, I flew in there to Arkansas. I'm not really going to give names or actual locations other than the fact of the ancient mound site, Toltec Mounds. And I didn't go to Toltec Mounds, but we were actually living so close to it that we would be uh, regarded as, depending on how the actual city itself, the Mount City was designed in the beginning because there's a bunch of farmland around it. So they had to have knocked down mounds. They had to have flattened land to make, make it for uh, farmland and all that. So my guess as into the center, the part of Toltec Mounds that you can see and you can go online and look at it. There's all kinds of, it's a national park. So it's, there's definitely information on it, but the design in which they have allowed to sort of stay put, I would regard our, our location sort of it, within the farmland around the mound city. 
And from what I've come to understand, mountain cities are supposedly designed to give give indication on when to start planting crops. And then in turn, I'm guessing it would be a calendar in which the way the mounds were made. But I think it is much, much more deeper than that. And by, uh, so after she picked me up from the airport, we went to her place and it was, it was in an orchard, believe it or not, this, uh, farm had an orchard next to it and you were driving down sort of like a dirt dirt road uh no it's like a gravel with a little bit of sort of concrete it's not a dirt road and we pull in and i'm just like what this is you know where we're at and it was uh getting to be nighttime or was nighttime when we got there and there are like no street lights around this place so it is pretty much pitch black, except what the house was sort of illuminating from the porch lights and all that, which only would go so far away from the house that you would actually be able to see light. But going much further than that, you couldn't see the hand in front of your, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face if you were to put it there. So it was just pitch black around this house. But when I got out of the car, I immediately immediately felt like there was something very different about this place and uh so i just sort of kept that part to myself and i didn't want to freak her out or anything but uh as i was sort of sitting there staying there you know quite a few days i was only going to end up staying there for maybe two weeks i ended up staying there for three months and It was basically just sort of like a normal visitation at first. And then we got into the fact that she was even understanding that there was stuff around her in this house. And that even the family, that uh, the house basically belonged to the daughter of the family. And they had had it, she had had it with another man that was there, her previous husband or something like that. And I guess a bunch of things went down that weren't civil uh or sort of humane in their relationship and she ended up you know moving out getting another house built uh i'm guessing they had they had money but she also felt like that she was uh this woman that was the mother of my best friend that passed away i went and visited she felt like there was something up with this family like they were sort of cult-like and uh I started getting hints of the same thing and I'm just in, in the military, they taught me how to do a lot of things, obviously that, you know, military people know how to do, but one good thing that they taught me how to do was to read people in not what they say, but sort of in between the lines of reading people, if you get what I mean, and also situations and also, uh, reasons for being, reasons for, you know, why things are sort of done like this, why they're done like that, what is the cause and effect you, that led up to that. It's a lot of, it's like a good problem solving ability because I, I was on my feet uh, having to come up with outcomes. I was, I was an engine man in the Navy, but I was also eventually put and attached to a small platoon of seals as a small boatman being an, uh, the, like their mechanic for the small boat. 
but they taught me some side skills on top of that to be able to uh, survive during, say, a situation where I can no longer sort of be in the area of the boat. I have to go a different way. I'll have to sort of survive on my own. And then if we become under fire uh, through them, you know, leaving their area of operation and they end up bringing, you know, tailback with them and just a bunch of different random skills that ended up playing out in this situation that helped me realize what was going on. Now, I may not have the full entire scope of what was going on there, but I, it was just a lot of things that people just see. And um, dealing, putting the family, this family that we were dealing with aside, the main thing is, is talking basically about paranormal here, right? Is that what I'm doing? Yeah, you're able to talk about whatever you want, but you said this family had like a cult vibe to them. Are these people that own the house not related yeah. to your friend's mother? Is that how I'm understanding it? No. No, they're not related. This was a friend of this mother that was the mother of my best friend. But I, I also knew this woman for many years. And we had ups and downs. But I, at the time when I was younger, you know, like I had a girlfriend that people thought that she was like this innocent angel. And I would just be, I, even at an early age, I was able to catch on to, to bullshit. You know what I mean? Like real quick. And I just didn't want to argue with her too much and send her on her way. But I basically understood, you know, this wasn't an angel and everybody keeps in. I was sort of looked at as a bad guy because of it. And um, so me and her just basically had an up and down relationship. But I've known her for many, many years. And she knows that I I cared about her son. Like he was my best friend. He always had... uh, my door was always open to him. I had his back on anything he needed, like it, and he did the same for me. And uh, he was really intelligent and really in tune to the spiritual side, religious side. Like he was able to conglomerate it all together, and he made sense of it. And I feel like I'm getting to that level of which and where he was at now at this point, because a lot of things pop up into my memory about things he was trying to talk to me about or saying or and I didn't understand at the time because I wouldn't allow myself to learn about this stuff and uh, stuff like that but uh, so yeah he, she was not related to these people and the cult vibe was basically real thick after a while and uh, the thing is that the my the mother of this best friend of mine she was asleep one day while I was there and this woman that was her friend that owned the house was there. And I guess she had startled her uh, by her. Like she was, you know, my friend's mom was asleep and she had startled her and she had sort of lifted her leg up during being startled, but she stabbed her with something in her leg. And the lady said it was her nail, her, her thumbnail. And I looked at it after she left and it was deep down into the bone. And I'm just like, that was not a nail. So it was just like she was trying to get blood from her or something. I don't that, see her actually trying pretty, to. Pretty fucked up. Doesn't it? And uh, 
I mean, this is just the surface level shit, man. And at night I would be up by myself and I would, I would see these sort of like, now see the other side that we always like to talk about that we see ghosts and all that shit. It, it's like, we think they're walking around like we are and they're not, they're going extremely fast. If you was a watch, them walk they would be from one side to of the room to the other inside of a millisecond like we see things that move slow on that sort of side of the realm in terms of energy we see the energy that is more permanent like permeant and physically able to be seen that moves slowly but the entities themselves move rapidly like they have supersonic speed because i think time is sort of measured different in those sort of i i want to say but i think they're just i think there are another dimension in which souls operate on that's actually you what know? i was getting ready to suggest is you think there's like multiple layers of dimensions that the spirit realm it just so happens to lay within a dimension that yeah we're not able to always see through and it breaks through exactly like sometimes, depending on the alignments, the location of where you're at, what's going through your mind and body and, and feelings and mind and emotion, they all matter in this life. They matter. It matters how you feel. It matters what you think. It matters what you say. And uh, definitely dimensions. I mean, the Kabbalah talks about uh, the sphera, the, the tree of life. And the tree of life in the Kabbalah is broken down into like 11 or 12 sphera and they are connected in, in lines, you know, labeled by major arcana tarot cards that talk about you have to master this part to get to this sphera. You have to master this part to get to that sphera. And once you master your spheras of yourself, then you have the, you know, sort of the same amount of spheras in different uh, sort of realms of different spheres that's very hard to sort of put into words um but yes definitely dimensions that are layered directly on top of us and that's why things show the way that they do in pictures and then it's like later you could say oh well that was just a lamp fixture well the spheres and the dimensions are overlapping on one another Therefore, at the time, showing you the conglomeration of the two or multiple dimensions showing through, and it may be in your dimension, a, 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 you know, like a light fixture, but in another one, it's conglomerated with uh, an entity's face or a building in, in these different spheres or dimensions that make it look like that in the time that you thought it looked like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand what you're meaning. What I was thinking is something similar to um, not so much like a parallel dimension, but everything that's happening here, you know how we can only see certain colors and everything else through like through the spectrum. But then yep. there's like the whole full spectrum where other things that our eyes can't see, but some cameras can pick them up. And mm -hmm. I think that's sometimes where the spirit realm can possibly fall into as well as it bleeds into that area to where we can't necessarily always see them with the naked eye, but it doesn't mean they're not there. 
I believe that if you master certain things about yourself and also your belief in it will start allowing you to tap into what you're talking about. I think here in this life that we are living right now, we have the ability to do anything and everything we want. Nothing is out of our grasp. Everything is within our reach. And uh, it does take honing of the mind. It takes dedication and persistence. And I think that a lot of people should definitely get into meditation. Meditation at first sucks. It is so grueling. But if you can find yourself a way to learn from somebody that will explain to you what you should be basically doing in meditation is just shut up. Just be quiet and look at yourself. Don't look at yourself in any kind of way. Just sort of be like, what am I doing? Why did I do that? What was I thinking? What was I feeling? And when you are quiet in alignment, you got to have an alignment. Like say when you're sitting down, you, you have to be aligned. Your chakras have to be al aligned so that the powers run through, the energy run through the parallels of the uh, chakras throughout your body, which are basically um, energy sources. And over time, as you do that, you will start to develop other senses around you, within you, and you'll be able to start seeing, hearing, thinking differently, different things, and uh, connecting to things that, uh, you know, that the religion likes to call the devil. And I don't believe it's the devil. I think that they are trying, like the way that the system and the culture and society is set up today, I think it is trying to pull you as far away from yourself as possible so that you stay within this mundane, lower frequency vibration of life and you basically feed them what they want on an energy level. And I'm talking about the negative entities on these levels feed off of this negative energy that you permeate if on a low frequency. And then they also have you subdued as a prisoner within their structure by also being like that, thinking that way, not having motivation to do better things with your life or you feel like you're trapped or stuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the religious aspect in general, that's a huge topic that I'm actually working on a, another episode about with somebody else, but in the context of this, I think that religion is a way to control people. It's more or less a way to strike fear to people so they can only believe a certain way because if they don't, they're going against whatever deity that it is that they're supposed to be fearful of. So this is the way they have to be. And it basically narrows their mind from seeing anything different, anything that is considered different. And then that's considered bad, like the devil or whatever negativity that there is out there it's just a way to keep their minds from expanding yeah i completely agree uh i mean the story itself is a guy had all these powers he helped to heal the sick he gave people strong advice he knew how to heal people through uh, uh the art of uh what is that called reiki he was able to understand alchemy to change water into wine stuff like that 
uh, and I, I feel like those stories still are not completely fully described to the T in which they happened. But in the I've end always, of the story, I've always said when it comes to religion, we're going by books that were wrote by man, and they're like, yeah. "Well, these are words of God." Well, someone wrote them down, and they've been altered over the years to follow some one else's narrative of what they want people to believe. Yep. So the true yeah, meanings of the true meanings of all yeah. the religions, they're like, you can go back thousands of years, all the concepts all are similar, but at the same time, it's someone else telling you these things. It's not necessarily, there's no hundred percent proof one way or the other. This is true or not. It's just whatever some man wrote it's just been passed down over the years. Well, the key to really know the truth about what the Bible is saying is to learn Hebrew and to look at the Apocrypha from which the Bible is written from. And then you will understand that translating Hebrew into English is almost an impossibility to express what they're saying in Hebrew through English words. See what I'm saying? So this is just... The Bible, the New King James Version, Genesis, it isn't no word of God. It's not. It's not. And people have this mentality about it. Number one, because if you are taught or told something over and over and over again, what do you think is going to start happening? You're going to believe it. That is the way the human mind works. That is the way that they've infiltrated our information into telling us, uh, what what was the word that this guy used? Uh, oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's like the the CIA operates in this way as well. Like higher acronym, uh, not acronym, but the ABC letter groups. You know, like they're. Yeah, I know what you mean. They they talk in ways that aren't the truth, but are around the truth to sort of get what they're trying to get out of the whole reason why they're saying it half truths and uh there's something like yes no's or something like that that they call it but it's the perfect way to explain what the bible actually talks about and and how they are relating the message i believe that the bible and religions as a whole in their core values, want to permeate love out of people. It is love that these religions are based on. Therefore, they are good. But if they are taken over by something that is using it as a narrative in its own sort of uh, biased way, then it becomes very, you know, you know, it's like taking a good idea and using it for bad reasons. There's some that believe that all the messages, like you said, are for good, but then there's some that believe that the whole message is being derailed, kind of like what you're getting with, because the ones that are actually in control, the ones that dictate everything, don't want everyone to love each other and this and that. Like They want to continue to spread the hate and always have their enemies and everything else because it's like they feed off the negativity that it creates. It masks... Mm -hmm. It masks all of the real stuff that's going on because we're too caught up in our own little issues to pay attention to what's really going on behind the scenes. 
And that's why our life is designed the way it is, is to keep us busy so we don't pay attention. Yeah, I agree with that. But kind of got a little off track, but definitely do love discussing the same topics. Yeah, uh, but with understanding the paranormal in an event that takes place, we need to uh, we need to consider all these outside sources that we're talking about, all these outside ideal ideologies that we are talking about. We have to consider them all, because that is everything on the outside is what makes up what's on the inside. Everything that's on the inside makes up what's on the outside, sort of way of thinking, and the way of being here. Yeah. And going back to my experience. Uh, I also come to find out that they had recording devices in the house. If it was just audio, it was audio, but it was definitely, I sort of, when, she, when this woman wasn't there, I sort of said some things. Uh, what actually led me to believe it is that I was talking about, about these things and then she would come over and every time she'd come over, she would be fucking like bringing to my attention something that I was just talking about. And I got on, I'm like, man, this girl is not that smart. She's not into what we're talking about, what I'm talking about. Like, there's something going on. And so I said some things uh, that were real somewhat mean and hurtful. And the next time I saw her, she didn't want to even talk to me. You see what I'm saying? So it was like I played it out, not just asking her, hey, you got recording devices in the house? No, I just used it. I used the sort of... I put out something to sort of see what the effect of that would be. Therefore, I got my answer. And that's how we need to start playing our games, or not games. That's how we need to start living our lives. Because we're not going to ever get that direct answer. We need to do in a cause and effect scenario within ourselves to see the effect from our cause. And then therefore, you know, we'll get our answer. And we don't need to just rely on the words that come out of the mouth of the people we are asking because we don't know who they have ties to. We don't know who they're protecting or who they're being paid by. Like, we got to start being critical thinkers as people and not going off of what the Bible says of an experience that you have. If it's if it's bad or good, you need to think, feel it from within yourself if it's bad or good. And then. If it's playing games with you, you need to put a cause out there to see its effect on that, you know, entity and you will get your answer. You will come to get your answer and what you hold inside. If it's fear, it will manifest if it's evil. If it's good and light, it will die down because darkness of these entities that are dark cannot thrive or be within light. See what I'm saying? So what exactly? said the lady poked her in the leg and then from there yeah, the things the just get like like how did it affect <clears throat> her the things escalate from there like you think this well is... i was the this this woman that i was staying with she ended up getting almost like she was fearful of me and uh she had some friends stay over it was a daughter and her friend that was around her age uh she's a little bit older than me uh, and then she had her daughter, which was around my age, maybe a little bit younger than me. And I was just catching on that she was, you know, worried about something. And I never confronted her about it. I just, you know, kept on helping her. 
Uh, she was seeing karaoke. I I can't sing, and but I was. This also what sort of was weird is that I could sing. There, does that make any kind of sense? Like I know I can't sing, but when I was doing karaoke with them, I was doing really well. Like they were even she her ex. A husband or boyfriend was a country singer. She wrote the songs. He did the singing. And she was just like, man, I didn't know you could. I was like, I didn't either. You know, and I just knew that I couldn't sing. But we would sing country songs, things that would really have to pull your voice out. And I don't care for country, but I don't mind. At the time, I didn't mind singing it. And it felt good. The vibrations off of the singing were were healing me a little bit and not making me think of what was on the outside of the house and all that. And uh, yeah, so basically after she got stabbed in the leg, it got infected and it just wouldn't heal and it wouldn't heal and it wouldn't heal. And it was just like, what the hell did this lady do to her? You know, and it ended up putting her in the hospital because she was on the verge of becoming septic. And uh, she was also dealing with. Uh, I forget like what kind of actual I think she broke her legs not far like in an incident quite like not far before i got there <clears throat> and she had just gotten out of her casts and she was just having real bad back pains and leg pains and she needed help from people and then people would come and help her but they would take advantage of her and steal things from her and it just wasn't a good situation so while i was there i was organizing everything in her room i was finding places for it which you know military taught me how to be cleanly and organized and I was doing the damn thing, but she just had so much stuff that it took me a while. And then I didn't mind because uh, I had money coming in from <clears throat> the pandemic situation going on. And I was also a veteran, so I was getting help uh, financially, not, you know, a whole lot. But I was able to sort of throw her money for like things that she couldn't pay for. And then for utilities and rent that was coming in and ended up sort of buying me time to sort of stay there longer. And then I was also planning on going to all these different national parks around Arkansas. And I was just going to Uber from one to the other. Because <clears throat> I had, you know, I'm good at saving money too. Like frugal, I knew how, I know how to pay for things and pay, you know, the least amount and save my money and sort of find uh, contentment within myself to where I don't have to sit there and go and buy something all the time to sort of keep me happier going or whatever it is why people keep buying things that they don't need. But um, yeah, so I also noticed how there were deep changes in these people that I was staying with uh, from one day to the next. And I felt like there was something going on with that. Real late at night, I would feel these vibrations sort of deep down under the ground, like they were drilling. Uh, I would hear uh, like sometimes laughter of kids, uh anger of of some man or men uh i would see these entities that some of them look like it was like a, a dead female sort of archbishop type style lady she had this headpiece on uh, i saw uh, my stepfather he was there um and that's around the time that I really let go of a lot of things, uh, especially resentment or aggression towards my stepdad. 
I freed him from, you know, myself, I freed myself from those situations in turn. I feel like I gave him a sort of better outcome in his afterlife because uh, I don't think he had anything that would sort of be against him like that. Like I had a deep hate and resentment towards my stepfather and uh, I saw him in the way that I saw him there and it, you know, broke me down brought me to tears and I didn't like seeing him like that and I just to make sure it isn't because of me and the way that I felt or holding him or you know sort of the energy I'm carrying I wanted to free him from that sort of outcome because I know like ultimately he cared about me that's why he he got into my business that's why he did show concern you know what I'm saying and like it's much more than my own father showed and uh doing that alone put a lot like took a lot of weight off of me but uh going back to the things that i was seeing uh i don't know if you remember at the beginning of last year but it snowed in arkansas you remember that no i'm not real familiar with like i said i was seeing these many different sort of asked like different aspects of people that i once knew i saw different aspects of these things that i feel were very much ancient um, in the ancient times of our planet, of the way that the, whatever was on this land uh, before us in this country, which uh, from our understanding, we were told that the continents at one time were one big continent, Pangea, if that's how you say it. And I've tried to sort of locate where America would have been in Pangea where if uh, what they're saying is true like like I said I don't believe in anything that you know sort of isn't being told to me other than if I experience it myself but I have many good ideas and belief is very deep struck in within somebody belief is if you believe it you should be living it that is what why you're saying you believe it you know what I mean but uh, where America would be within Pangea would basically be right there above Egypt uh, in between sort of like where the water is in between Africa and Europe. Now parts of our you know, country would be under you know, tectonic plates or whatever. Uh, but I believe that's where we basically came from when the continents split apart was this this land was mainly ancient Kim. And why, you know, you have the Mormon religion talking about John Smith finding the Egyptian, uh, I can't remember what they really, what they, like these Egypt, these gold Egyptian sort of runes or papals or something he found uh, under a rock. And, uh, there's also like people saying that and things that I've found out that like the Mississippi was at that time, the Nile <clears throat> in ancient times. And this was obviously way back, way back, way back uh, before man was sort of like spreading into, well, I guess they wouldn't be spreading if you had Pangea and then the people that were in the certain parts of the world when the, 
are on different parts of this big continent whenever they started shifting and breaking apart you know uh i don't think antarctica was part of it i think antarctica was sort of its own thing the whole time but i know that north and south america broke off from the big land mass so you also got to think that there were people living there at that time when it broke off therefore it's like that is you know uh why there were people in the way that there were people in these different you know continents like because they they try to also say information also tries to say that everything derived from the middle east in africa and that they traveled north south east to the land bridge that connected to north america and that's how north and south america was populated in that way where I think it's there were people already there by this time because of the land masses breaking apart and there were people living there already. You know what I mean? My biggest thing sense. with stuff like that is how come ancient civilizations were building pyramids, not just in Egypt, but there's some in like down in South America. There's some, they're all, in, over, they're all, all over. over the world. Yeah. Like what, if everyone had no way of communicating, it's just weird that we evolved all at the same time to build pyramids. Like that's how the wave capacity of ancient civilization was to start building pyramids and all these same type of structures. Some of these well, structures that can't even build, be built today. They didn't build just pyramids. They built uh, unique aqueduct systems and water uh, drainage and water uh like waterways in which it was able to reach all parts of the city uh, or, or this area that they were residing in in unique ways to where you would just have to walk outside like your hut or your domain and you had water flowing freely. Uh, I know Teo, Teotihuacan, I can't say these names, and Machu Picchu, like they were really high tech, but using minerals and stone in their high-tech way of understanding them and that just shows you where we were infiltrated at when it comes to the information part and the architectural part is how are we building things that don't even last and these things are lasting millennia. and i believe they built uh pyramids for you know really good reasons because uh Obviously, people that came here first to help sort of terraform and uh, whatnot were from different star systems, and these pyramids were aligned to these star systems. So the energy that they would be able to pull up from the Earth using the pyramids and the energy that they would be able to get from the star system that they are from would come together and sort of help them either revitalize or give them a lifespan. Maybe they couldn't adapt to Earth as much. Uh, because they didn't sort of weren't built in the way that we were built. And then this is why we were made. You know what I mean? I, I understand. Like basically not so much the ancient astronaut theory, like the history channel wants to talk about, but I do think that it is strange that if you believe in evolution, how come just our, species like evolved to where we are now but like we still have other species that we're not really seeing evolve intelligently like we are 
Yeah, they definitely took aspects of, say, an ape or monkey and made human beings, but it's we were genetically made. I believe it was many, many years of natural evolution intertwined with genetic manipulation. That's, that's another time. That's kind of how I fall in line with it as well. But I do want to kind of jump back to the aspect that you're talking about with this family somewhat being cultish. Um, what gave off that vibe to you about the cult? Was there any other weird instances that they were just kind of like a cult? It was, it was never fully proven that they were, or never, no one ever came out and actually said it, but there were certain types of family members that would come and get involved and, uh, people would come over to the house to do work on the house and, uh, there were just certain things they wouldn't talk about or the ways that they would talk about them. I would sort of get the hidden sort of little thing that they're trying to say, uh, you know, like it, just the way they would act like nobody that would come over would be able to be here. Like if it, they had a certain time they wanted to leave every time and it was always before dark and they were like, I can't be here after dark. I can't be here after dark. And, uh, that's just freaking me like yeah that alone was just like sort of big huge flag on you know what the hell is going on here and uh there was a picture that i showed you i don't know if you're able to sort of post this with the podcast or any way of showing any of those images to the people that want to listen to your podcast but uh i can post them up on our page yeah there's one and since i'm talking about it if you want to go ahead and whatever you find the time to do it you know there's one where there's like a a light colored orb in the middle and then you sort of see the top half of a man and then to the right of the picture there's like a blue doorway or window it's like blue but you see this like light it's cutting off sort of the image of the man's head and then uh, you see his shirt and then you have his arms, but that's basically all you can see of the man. And that picture was actually taken and caught by the, the mother of my best friend. Uh, I was taking a picture of her ID so that she could turn it into the uh, to the state website to get her uh, uh, pandemic money and help with her bills and all that. And I know I didn't even notice it at all. She was like, what is this? And she showed me the orb. Well, I sort of spent a little bit of time zooming in and sort of changing up a little bit of uh this and that with the picture to sort of bring out more of what we're seeing and those more and more i was able to zoom in the more and more this digital image of this man was attached to this orb and you can look at the guy's shirt and it's definitely very like old like an old white shirt but look at the neck it's got like the, the ties the to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So I saw this photo the other day, and it looks like one of those old uh, 1700s, 1800s, like what you see in like the old pirate movies and everything, where they had like these <clears throat> little ropes that went through to tie off your neck area. Well, we were also on a plantation. This was a. Which that would have been about the era for that. Yep. This was an old plantation. They had slaves. Uh, this is Arkansas we're talking about here. 
Uh, you ever heard of a crystalline vortex? I believe I have, but I'm not 100% familiar with what it was. I've heard so much stuff over the years. It's just kind of hard to keep track of every little detail of certain things. From what I gathered, and there was actually a PDF that I have pictures of and saved, and I can send those to you as well, of about of, of, of Atlantis. And uh, they used the crystal mines in Arkansas to mine their crystals that they used for power, for energy or electric electricity, ways of powering their city stuff like that and the crystalline vortex is basically the, which the perimeter around one of the main crystals that they had they had different colored big crystals that were green blue uh maybe two other ones they could have had more but he was basically talking about the healing power of the emerald crystal the knowledge power of the blue crystal and then so on and so forth with the other crystals and the crystalline vortex that i would have been in was whatever part of either Mu Mu or something like that. There was a couple of, a couple of ancient cities that I was heard about, but whichever city it was in this time of Atlantis was under the ground through tectonic plates uh, and the evolving of the Earth, or maybe even an attack on the planet from like a a higher like a race coming in or i also heard like the moon was you know in the beginning like the moon the moon was made to crash into the earth to give us more resources and minerals and then the moon was then rebuilt to uh subdue sort of the water the the waves and whatever it is that the moon does by being up there but these like parts of atlantis are parts of this other i cannot think of this other uh, it would have been a small little continent, but the whole thing was like a city to something. But over time, it would have to have been, you know, brought in under the tectonic plates or a way that they are able to sort of lodge it up in there to protect them. But those crystals are still alive down there. And this is why I was feeling drilling under my feet deep down in the ground, because uh, I think they're trying to find it. And... Uh, they showed me this map of this crystalline vortex and I was definitely in it. But these crystals, these major crystals that were in Atlantis and these other, you know, ancient cities that use these crystals for powering and all the different aspects in which it powered were under the ground. And then the perimeter around those crystals emit uh, its sort of frequency and energy. And within all of that, that is called the crystalline vortex or a crystalline vortex. I also felt like I was either by or on a ley line because these ancient cities and uh, natural wonders or wonders are all connected throughout the earth by ley lines. So I was dealing with a crystalline vortex. I was on a ley line. I was on an old plantation where a bunch of probably terrible things took place and then right outside of, of an ancient mound city. So I had a huge amount of different aspects agglomerating on each other, creating what I think is a portal. Where the portal was, I don't know. I believe it was underground. But uh, definitely like, like say early in the morning, 
I would look out the back window. I sent you a picture of like snow on the ground and a bunch of trees. That was out the back door of this house. That's the orchard. And real early in the morning, I would look out the windows and I could see, I could see still shots. It's not like these things were moving. But through the trees, I could see these still shots of these very, very tall people. And then they even had one picture I was able to see just with my eyes alone. It was like this tree was, I don't know if you ever heard of a Trent or a tree that has arm and legs that would like move around or whatever. Man, I, just to sort of reiterate, I didn't believe in any of this stuff. This is not my childhood thoughts or being a teenager thoughts or trying to believe in Atlantis or fairy tales or anything like that. But from this experience alone, I have diverted those thoughts. I do not believe we are told anything of the truth and everything that we are told is a lie is most likely the truth. But I would see these still shots of these tall men that had these white robes or white clothing standing around this trent or tree holding this smaller thing like it was torturing it and they were trying to get information from it. It was really weird. And then at night, I would see these things in black robes that were moving extremely fast throughout the land. Uh, there was one time I looked out there under the light that there was where there was sort of light off in the distance and i would see these like it was like an old time when slaves were sort of the same big thing in on plantations like these men were white men killing these black people these black men and they would die but then there would be like this dance and these things that looked like they were made of fire would dance and then these beings that these guys these black men that were killed would change into these dark entities that were like animalistic and then they would just start roaming and scouring the the land off in the distance in the in the uh, in the orchard and so on and so forth you'd be able to see their eyes were lit up and you would see how they're sort of spreading apart from one another by the eyes their eyes were always lit up you know now, what made me start thinking of this is your description of the one thing with them. You said white robes or white, whatever. Now, with it being in a slave area and especially an old plantation, it reminded me of like what you would see like a KKK ritual. You said they were torturing like a smaller one that could have been like residual energy from Ooh, that. Exactly. It's possible, but these these weren't like they weren't wearing hoods of KKK men. They were just dressed in white because I feel like it was the morning. You see what I mean? It was morning. The sun was out. It was very bright. Therefore, the way that the spectrum or the set the the, the the dimension that was sort of coming through was in in tandem of being affected by what was naturally going on, and then what they what was coming through because at dark at night I would see black robes in the day in the morning when the sun was high I would see white robes see what I mean yeah I can see that part I had too. no I had no 
in in incentive that it was like KKK. These men were big. They were fucking giants. You know what I mean? And uh, I would only see them. It wouldn't be like I could know when they, I would be able to see it. I would just end up looking out there one time and then I'd see a different one or I'd see a different sort of. But nothing was moving around. Nothing was moving around. Nothing was. It was just like a still shot. And that's what I was looking at, but in real time with my own eyes, not a picture. And uh, one morning I decided I was going to get dressed and go out there. Well, I go out there and when I get out there, I'm dressed and I'm heading towards them. And all of a sudden, like the picture had changed and they're all sort of standing next to each other looking at me. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should go out there. You know what I'm saying? I sort of changed my mind and went back in. And a lot of things that kept me from thinking about this or sort of getting myself in trouble with it is that I would just look up information that I was following and then Google certain keywords of what I was experiencing. Well, I turned my location off and I always have had my location off on my cell phone. But uh, every now and then I would see the location thing pop up. And then I would start seeing sort of white trucks, white Chevy trucks driving around the house sort of consistently. And then also the farmland around us was getting bought up by Bill Gates. And they had these towers that they had erected. And people, they think they're just cell towers. They are somewhat probably amplifying the area in which we get cellular uh, data to our phone to give us service, but they're also uh, what I think are these little objects are ways that they're emitting frequency to either manipulate the masses to either get uh, a certain frequency going to where they can manipulate what they're working on or what they know that they're not letting anybody else know, but in this sort of like direction back towards the farm in which I was living on from this city that was real close, there was this road there and it was uh, being guarded always from either state police or government sort of vehicles. And one day, one day I was driving back from the grocery store from this town back to the farm and uh, these people had had a flat tire and they were getting harassed for being on this road, but they needed to pull off to fix their tire. And uh, they were right by this tower. This tower, you look up, it's got the long white objects on the towers. It's got the drum. It's uh, the white drum shaped sort of at the bottom. And then they're just not just cellular towers, if they are even cellular towers. I believe that we get our cellular data from satellites. I don't believe these towers do anything for us in that way. I think that's just what they say. Satellites could easily give us what we need on our cell phones when it comes to service. But uh, I know there's a I lot of conspiracies going on right now with Bill Gates buying up all this land and the towers and everything with this 5G and everything else. And I haven't went into much depth into that far as looking into it but it does seem strange that the one of the richest men in the world has been really invested lately in 
a vaccine and he's buying up all this stuff. And I don't know how the whole coronavirus and the 5G conspiracy came about, but it does seem strange to me that Bill Gates would be buying up land down there. Like, I don't yeah. understand what the point of that would be unless and, there's uh, some George Soros. And then we also got uh, uh, China buying up land like in the news. I guess now they bought up a farm mill or a mill farm or something like that. That's right next to uh, Air Force Base. The toll road and, that goes up through Chicago area from northern Indiana is owned by the Chinese. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can understand why, like, say, they're saying, like, uh, our debt or whatever with the national debt, uh, because the federal loans us, you know, our marks that we use as cash. And I mean, it's just, it's just so funny how you talk to a lot of people and they don't even know why or how they have money or how it's worth anything or how it isn't worth anything or what it is like why do we have a national debt how do you mean like we implemented a federal reserve that every dollar that is printed is is going on to our debt every dollar they make of ours we got to pay them so much money because they are a company they're not you know they're a sovereign company at that and we just we don't know what we're in we don't know what we're dealing with and we think that we think that we got it all figured out because the good book tells us and we have a job and we have a house and we're able to we're just in the rat race doing all of that doesn't let you focus on what's going on therefore even if you like yeah i would i would very much like to have a, a like i have a nice house but uh i can't complain but I don't spend all of my time focusing on my job and what it is this life has structured me to do. I focus on everything that isn't focused on, in turn, allowing me to have a better conceptualization of the world around me and myself, which allows me to attract the things that I want or say need. Uh, I don't like, like, I don't strive to make as much money as possible. I just want enough money to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? To do for my children, to take care of my family, and then uh, to do my part. But my main thing that I want to get out and do, which is very hard for me to do, is to be something for, uh, to help people, to help countries that are, have fallen under a catastrophe, uh, you know how hard it is to join the Red Cross? Like, what? I just want to go and help people and in, in over, like, say, forest fires or a city got hit by a tsunami or a hurricane. Like, let me go there and help those people. And I'll get there. There's something going on. I'll jump in that and I'll start helping. <clears throat> but it's one of the hardest things that I could ever try to do. And I was ex-Navy. Therefore, I was trained to be a fireman. I have all of this experience, but I don't have the exact things that they want. And it's just like, I, I still know all of that stuff through the training I received in the military. Oh, well, that's just not, that's not good enough. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, it's what's protecting the country. And uh, 
Yeah. So all these different aspects that I was explaining on the outside of this farm and on this land mixed in with sort of the spiritual aspect of it. And uh, also on that picture, you can see of the orb and that guy in the old time shirt or whatever we're talking about. You can see next to him, <clears throat> there's sort of like a, a line that is a little obscure, but there's like something trailing off next to him on the either directly under the orb or to the right of the orb. In that dark part right there, I believe that is a shaman of this ancient tribe. And the shaman has this, what I believe is a white man that was either a, a slave or like he, he was running, you know, slaves, like running them as in controlling them on the plantation. And this picture is what I call reverse enslavement. I believe that this shaman has the spirit of this man enslaved through this orb. And uh, the face of the man looks even like, I don't know if it's from the lighting from the orbware, but his face itself is very like distorted. Like his neck is stretched and like the big black spot on the left side looks like where an eye should be, but it, yeah. it's a, just you a can, hollow eye socket. You, you can get closer to it too. You can start seeing the lettering on it. That it is connecting it all together. So I'm trying to look at it on my phone and it's not letting me zoom in very far. But no, I, it's definitely a fucked up picture. Yeah, and I uh, sent it to the uh, the local paranormal guy there at the time. And man, I hope I am not the reason this happened. But uh, he ended up like either the next day or the next two days, he ended up shutting him down. It was no longer a thing because he had posted it on his thing and I had gotten in, in contact with him and he was telling me I need to take this picture and have it tested by my buddies or people that I know that are professionals in this stuff to let you know whether or not we feel these pictures are authentic enough to post and he got back to me and the next day I think he was like oh yeah these are real he was like this is some shit I ain't never seen and uh I was like, I mean, I'm not going to waste your time, man. I don't even, I never believed in this kind of stuff. Therefore, didn't pay attention to it. But in the back of my mind, I always thought there was like a spiritual side. I just did not know how deeply it was connected to our reality. And uh, the sadness in which we were propped up on, on the fact of a family member, somebody dying, people do not die. Just their bodies die. And our energy and our souls are very much alive all the time and uh, in somewhat of a different sort of connected realm or dimension, they are still right with us, but they are sort of perceiving and experiencing something completely different than we are, that we can at one point try, we can tap into and experience the same thing while being alive, but it takes guts, it takes courage, and it takes being able to control yourself when you are in a fearful situation because fear manifests the negativity whereas love which is also faith manifests the good parts the the light 
parts of our being, of our experience, of our world. And uh, after it snowed, we had all these, well, before it snowed, we had all these different birds around this house. And uh, there's cardinals, robins, blue jays, and then all these hybrids of and these things that I don't know the names of because I'm not a bird guy. Uh, but uh, after it snowed, a lot of these birds died. And I had a picture of this bird that was dead on a tree. I took a picture of it. Don't ask me why. But in the picture, the soul of the bird is sitting right next to the dead body of the bird. And it just added on to blowing my mind. But because it had snowed, you're able to see tracks really well uh, in the snow. So I had a few tracks that I was sort of following. And uh, at first it was like a cat or animal sort of paw or track. But I would follow this track and it would turn into a boot, be a boot of a man. And I'd be like, well, no, it can't be a boot. Let's, let me go back and make sure it didn't trail off in another direction. And there's just no way that this cat just stopped in the middle of nothing. And then it turned into a boot. Well, then I followed the boot tracks and it goes right up under the window of the woman's room. You know, the night before, because it, there was no snow on the ground the previous morning. You know, the next morning there was snow on the ground. And I'm going out checking everything because I am on to some shit. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to let sort of her know everything that I'm doing because I don't want to freak her out. But, you know, regardless, she starts assuming this, starts assuming that. And it's just like I tell her and by the end of it. I am held at gunpoint and I am put on a bus to come back to Indiana. And at the end of this three months, that's basically how it ended. I'd have to argue with these fools every now and then. And then at the end of it, they basically, you know, pulled a gun out on me and they made me get on a bus and I had to go. And it was basically because they were, they were becoming fearful, but I was also coming to understand that they were being, manipulated by these energies that were around us if not possessed at some times because they would completely act out of their character and, oh uh, have you had any contact with her since then i've tried here and there but you know she will not at all uh, reply to me but i still love her she's a good she's a good woman she just she lost everything when her son died she had her own business going she was in the fast lane. She had buku money. She lived in Little Rock. She was she was a beautiful woman. She had everything going for her. She had a good relationship with her ex, but when her son passed away and it all went to shit, it all went to shit. Which mm-hmm. also shows that it matters what's in you, not what is on the outside of you. Know what I mean? Do you think these people... Were kind of using her for their own benefit out there. You said it was maybe like I think the negative. I think the negative energies that were coming from her, they were able to feed off of, and that's why they kept her in this house, in this orchard, because I think it was powering something. 
or it was giving power to something or energizing something or, or is she still there been, no she's not there anymore but i you never know they could have somebody else in there that's you know got a real bad way of themselves and that's just how they sort of use that house you know it's like a breeding ground for negativity to where the energy is yeah. being fed on by everything around exactly so exactly now i can send you more pictures uh that i had sort of saved from my trash bin of my google but i didn't back up any of those pictures at the time and when they pulled that gun out on me they took my phone and destroyed it so that's strange they thought, they <laughs> thought i was trying to get information on them and turn them into like some kind of law office like they thought i was there but but one time she said that she thought i was there to kill her now like, what are you talking like because i was military uh she thought that i had like some kind of affiliation to something off of a military site type branch intertwined with a uh authority for like either police or whatever because i also came to find out like her family they're not good people were there and, any not to interrupt but like we're almost out of time again but i do have a quite like was there any from the other people there where there's like any like secretive drug use going on that they were leery about maybe that's something that they were doing that they were afraid you'd tell on them or? i i think so but um being a veteran and experience what i did and i mean uh and it, well, well, when I was younger, like I, I wasn't like that. I don't narc, you know what I'm saying? And if but these people are going to do what they do, they're going to do what they do as long as it doesn't, you know, end up harming me. Uh, which also another situation that played out is that they thought I stole something. And uh, this young girl, and she was a real tough, she's real tough, real tough girl. She worked out. She was. She was built like this was the daughter of the friend that she had there. And she got so mad that she ended up shattering a glass over my head and uh, punching me and shit. And it was just like when she was done, I was like, are you done? You know, usually I would have reacted and did what I had to do. to, But I just number one, I didn't feel it. And number two, it was just like I'm not trying to get them to think that I am a bad person by attacking her or defending myself from her doing that. So I just went and cleaned up after she was done and I had my forehead was all busted open and uh, shit like that. Like I still have scars and shit, but I can't explain to you the level of which my whole entire body was different while I was there. And I think that it's carried on the same sort of structure even now uh by being able to take pain like i have strength but if i'm doing something that would be bad or evil it wouldn't work that way if i was doing it to help somebody or def or protect like somebody that wasn't able to protect themselves that's when it would be able to work if that makes any kind of sense That's pretty much the gist of all of it. Uh, I got the images that I sent you and then basically explaining to you the experience. Uh, yeah. But other than, you know, other than that, it's just talking about more of what we've already talked about.
Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with me. And uh, again, man, one of those stories is just messed up. <laughs> yeah. There's, and that's the way it will continuously be, man. Like, there's, but if we become knowledgeable about many other different aspects in the world and do not stop learning, we can start tying it all together. Yep. All right. Well, again, uh, hate to cut you off, but like I said, I've got like 10 seconds. So thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Anytime you message me. Have a good night. You too. Thanks. And that's our show, everyone. Again, let's thank Donnie for coming out tonight, spending some time with us and discussing his story. And again, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, please send me a message at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. Good night, everybody.